Hello, everyone. Welcome to King of Our Nightmares. This episode, we're continuing with the Stephen King Library as opposed to the Bachman Library with The Stand. You didn't grab your copy that I gave you. Sorry, you gave me this awesome hardcover, like the one you are showing off here. Yeah, they're the same. They're the the book club edition of the cut version of The Stand, because we're going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about the cut and uncut versions. Noah's never read the the, uh, cut version, and I had never read the uncut version until this recording. Um, Because the cut version is very hard to find now. Basically, Stephen King was just becoming a popular author, like really popular when he wrote The Stand. The publishing company, specifically their accounting department, didn't want the book to be more than $12. So they said, cut out 400 pages of the book. And they're like, you can do it or we'll do it. And he said, well, I'm going to do it. So he cut out a bunch of it. He actually cut out 500 pages. Mm-hmm. I just watched an interview on this. And then he added 400 back in in 1990 for the complete uncut version. It's not complete. There's certain things that just didn't make sense of the book that he just never added back in. And he add, he modernizes it because the original versions, the, the plague happens in the 80s as opposed to the uncut versions, the 90s. So pop culture references are updated for that. Most famously, like you told me, uh, what I was going to look out for, a mention of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequence, which, yes, yes is in there. Also, because... they make a joke about um, ACDC's Who Made Who, which was for a uh, soundtrack for Maximum Overdrive, the only Stephen King film Stephen King directed. Mm also known as Cocaine the Movie. But what's interesting about this, I I swear in his like little foreword uh, for the re-release, he mentions like, oh, I just inserted stuff back in. I didn't change too much, but that's more or less a lie. I don't, I think it just over time, he does, he didn't realize how much he changed. Because in an interview, he took three versions of the stand that he had written and he pieced them together. But it wouldn't, let's be real, it wouldn't make sense to put it in the year 1990 and not have 80s references to things. Um, so the big plot of the stand is that a flu called Captain Trips. Nicknamed Captain Trips, spreads across the world, kills most of the population, and it is his big tale of good versus evil. It's his most one of his most biblical books. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much shows his Christianity, although I don't think he was a Christian at the time he wrote it. Um, but. Mother Abigail is this old black woman in, I can't even remember what state she's in, but she she is the representation of good and who all the people will flock to. And Randall Flagg, the walking dude, the dark man, is the embodiment of evil. May or may not be Satan in this. It's hard to 
if he's not Satan, then he's uh, uh, in the employ of Satan. That's more or less what they say in the book. He's basically like an agent of the devil or like the second in command, so to speak. Yeah. And we have a, a whole bunch of characters. The most characters yet, definitely. I think his most characters ever in one of his books that are main characters. Possibly. I, I only... think stuff like Under the Dome also has a lot of... Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about Under the Dome. Yeah, that's a lot, too. But, I mean, we're in the, the second half of the book, they're introducing new main characters. True. So this book is broken up into three parts. You've got the first part, which is the flu. you got the second part, which is everyone all over America's meeting one another. And the third part is just the the final i'll just call it the final sacrifice and the final confrontation with flag um the first part is really good i think we both can agree on that the second part has good moments but kind of doesn't work and the third part also has good moments but drags yeah because uh, this is a controversial opinion, I guess, because this is one of the most beloved King books. Yes. But for me, it was always a thing of like, I don't really get it. Like when I first read it, it it's like the first part, absolutely great. And then it's just, this is the, this is one of the King books. I would say the criticism of his, like his books being too long, I would actually agree with. This is where I think that comes from for his not fans. Um, I will say this is his best character work, aside from the Dark Tower. Dark Tower is a little different because there's so many of the books. But this is his best character work for a single book. Hmm. Everyone has their time to shine in the stand. Everyone. Even Tom Cullen, the greatest character ever, has his time to shine. I love Tom Cullen. He's my favorite. Hmm. Do you have a favorite in the in the stand? I know it's not Franny. You can't stand <laughs> no. Franny. I don't mind her, but... I mean, I like Nick. You know, the mute guy. I like Nick, too. Um, I like Nick and Tom Yeah, uh, as a pair. I think that, that that's, that's fun stuff. With oh, that. yeah. Um, I I like Stu. He's the, sort of the everyman. Um, I I really like Flag. Oh yeah! If this book, while I don't love it, it introduced a lot of like great stuff, like Randall Flag. Mm hmm. Like he is a great villain, obviously. Yeah, I mean he shows up in other things. Mm hmm. Um. I mean, I like just about everyone. The one person I don't like is Nadine Cross. Hmm. Even when you're supposed to kind of feel bad for her, I never did. Hmm. Um, I love Larry. I love Larry's character arc. And that's one thing I will say about the uncut... Well, we should probably explain who these characters are. Um... Franny Goldsmith is one of our first characters we're introduced to. She 
is in college and finds out she's pregnant and decides to keep the baby, which in the uncut version, you find out that her mom disapproves of it, but that's cut out of the original version, hmm. which I think is a bad cut. Um, You've got Stu Redman, who were, he's from, well, Franny's from Maine, a gunkwit Maine. Um, also, Harold Lauder has like is another character. They're the two that survive in a gunkwit, which a gunkwit is not a real town. Some of the towns that people are in are real, and some of them are made up. Um, Stu Redman is the only one to survive uh, in a town in Texas. He's actually taken into with the CDC because what well, we find out in the uncut version. Dude escaped an army base that the Captain Trips was spilled in, and he ran away with his family. You in the the cut version, he just shows up dead. That's insane. Like I didn't notice before. Like that that was cut because I always assumed that was in there. Like it's in the movie. Oh, most yeah. of the military stuff isn't in the cut version. That's that insane. was all new to me. Okay, so that does this work? better like if it comes from the unknown this virus it's creepier it adds a it's okay i describe it like this have you ever seen the special edition version of aliens that adds in all the scenes with the colonists and stuff and you've like newt's dad gets the face hugger on him and stuff yeah, yeah. well that's not in the theatrical version and in the theatrical version, you don't realize how many Xenos there are until the Marines go into the, the bunker mm. and they just start crawling everywhere, and it's terrifying. Uh, so certain things are creepier, but there's certain things like Larry uses... A lot of Larry's character development in the first third of the book is gone. No, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. He's probably the best character in this in terms of like his arc. Yeah. His his sort of redemption. Hmm. Like a lot of the stuff with his mom isn't in the cut version. I read two of these in a row, so I get things a little mixed up. Hmm. Uh, so Larry is in New York. He is he has a hit single called Baby Can't You Dig Your Man? Because he's a righteous man. And they sing it all the time in this book. This is where I get the complaints that people say Stephen King's repetitive. Yep. That's very apparent in the stand. So you got you got Larry's in New York. Um, Stu's in Texas, although he ends up on the East Coast because the CDC moves him there when all of the people he knows from his small town die. And they're trying to figure out why he's still alive. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Nick, who um, is deaf and mute. And he gets beaten up. He's just drifting. He gets beaten up by these thugs. And um, the sheriff takes him in. And then you have Tom Cullen, who's just wandering around his town. He's disabled. He's severely, like, autistic. And has just been wandering around. 
when when everyone goes. Um, this reminds me: is Tom Cullen the first of this like special needs persons that King has, who has like supernatural powers? Because that becomes a trope. Obviously. Yes, he's the first. All right, he's the first. Um, we got we got Trash Can Man throwing some antagonists in, which most of Trash Can Man's story is cut. That's, that's, the, that's that a shame did. because he's probably the most fun. Oh, he's so crazy. He's just a he's a literal pyromaniac. He just burns down like an entire state because he can as he go goes to meet Flag. I can't remember Flag's right hand man's name. Oh, what, what was it Lloyd? I think it's Lloyd. Um he he's running with another guy who's demented and they're they they go on like a killing spree it, the, his buddy gets killed and he's up he's thrown into prison flag rescues him as he starts to become a cannibal and eats the guy in the next cell out of desperation hmm. um we got nadine cross and the little kid whose name's escaping me there's so many characters you can't can't blame there's a whole bunch of characters. We're just going to name a few. Um, Nadine is crazy, and she's, like, into Larry, but not, because she's saving herself for Flag. Yeah, and because for some, have... for some reason, Randall Flag wants a little kid with her. I think it's to be the Antichrist. Hmm. I think that that's what that is, although thankfully it's not specifically said, because I would be irritated. Um, but she's the most annoying character ever. Yeah. Harold Lauder is the the original incel. Yeah, I, I guess that's a good description. You know who played Nadine Cross in the latest uh, miniseries of The Stand? Was it Amber Heard? It was. You know who played the trash can man? Ezra Miller? Yes. And then Mother was Abigail also... was... Um... I think it was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. What a uh, cast I of characters. I don't recommend the new version of The Stand. I would honestly recommend the 90s one, because it's not good. It's by Mick Garris, but it has some cheesy charm to it. And King had a hand in making... He wrote the screenplay for that mm. one. It's more his vision. In fact, it actually adds in stuff from the uncut version. Hmm. Um, which, honestly, you can find it on YouTube. It's, if you know where to look. I, the new versions, it's higher budget, but they certain characters are gender-swapped or race-swapped hmm. for no real apparent reason. It's fine. Um... But the so the the best part of this book is the first third, and that that is the captain trips. In fact, there's one chapter. There's two chapters back to back. The first is when Captain Trips officially just hits everyone, just starts killing people left and right. Mm. That's awesome. It reminds me of that chapter in Salem's Lot where everyone becomes a vampire. Oh yeah, where we just got these many different scenes all over the place, mm. and we get told how it spreads, and it's like, yeah, that's awesome. And more is added in the complete uncut version, like those uh, those military guys that are black that are killing all the white military guys on TV. Oh, yeah. 
which is only referenced in the cut version that that um what's her face franny sees it on tv it's like mm-hmm. that's a really violent tv program how are they doing that um because there's a few things where you could tell in the cut version that things were left out because in the uncut version those are left in and so there's a redundancy mm. specifically in the second part of the book um so people are getting killed left and right and then there's a second chapter of people that accidentally died that were immune to captain trips the dude that has the heart attack the woman who is so thankful that her awful husband and child died and she accidentally locks herself into a walk-in freezer and freezes to death. Like, there's, like, a few... There's, like, a small chapter of that that I found really fascinating. Darkly comedic? Yes. Um, And then you start getting really into the second part, which is everyone's trying to get to either... to Mother Abigail primarily... The Trash Can Man's Odyssey is in this, too. But you really don't hear a lot about what Flag's doing. Although, Flag's chapter, I didn't mention that. That's that's a really that's one of the best chapters of the book, is when Flag's introduced. Mm. And you really understand how evil he is. And it's like, oh god, it's a couple hundred pages into the book, and Flag shows up. Like, that's how long this book takes to get anywhere. I think it's at least 300 pages until he shows up, the main villain. Yes. And, like, he he just is chaos. Hmm. I love um, the scene, like, the visuals of it. You know, he's walking down the street. We get all his, you know, thoughts, his story. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts, like, going like this and starts levitating. And mm-hmm. that's also interesting because you can tell... King changed flag over the years in his later books. Yes. Because in this, it's almost implied like he definitely comes across like supernatural, but it almost mm. seems like he's a regular human who, during this crisis, becomes this supernatural being. Yes. Because it seems like he's growing in strength and stuff. Should we just talk about the Dark Tower connection? Obviously, we have to. We have to, even though we haven't gone to the Dark Tower yet. He is the familiar stranger, which we'll get to in third Dark Tower book, which will be two seasons from now. Um, And that's one of the things with the uncut version is to make him so that he's Walter slash Martin, who's Roland's, DeShane's nemesis. And he's a lot of other villains in Stephen King books. They're all flat. Most of them are called like RF, the initials. Mm-hmm. He's in Hearts in Atlantis, for example. Eyes of the Dragon, he's just Flag. Mm. And he's in the famously, he's in the Gwendy trilogy. Of course, he's in. Where he suddenly became a good guy. Yeah. He's in, he's in all sorts of stuff. Um, he's the embodiment of evil, pretty much. He's, he's evil's minion, essentially. AKA a minion of the Crimson King, which is not really referenced in here, but there's a like accidental foreshadowing because he has like one of the buttons on his jacket is like the red eye. Sorry about that, my neighbor's dog's going nuts. Oh. Um yeah. 
Yeah, I th- no, I think that's on purpose in the uncut version. Is it in the cut version at all? Like the description. I didn't see has. it, but that's Ooh. such a small detail that I don't know if I would have noticed it. Um, but the second the second part of this book is that everyone's going to Mother Abigail. They're getting these horrible nightmares, which they don't realize they're all sharing. Of flags scaring them. I mean, gee, he's like threatening Franny with an abortion with a coat hanger. Like, just awful, heinous stuff. And as we get into the second part, we start getting introduced to more characters. I mean, the one that gets me is the scene where it's Stu, um, Harold, the professor, and Franny are all on their bikes and they run into that caravan of those crazed sol- deserter soldiers that have all the women sex slaves and they have the gunfight. Mm. And so we end up with a bunch more characters. Do you remember that at all? I vaguely remember it, yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of the... It's one of the, Like, these women are all forced to... They're all drugged up and, like, forced to have sex. And then one's gets her ass wiped with barbed wire. I fair I'm sorry everyone. But I that's a warning because I didn't remember that until reading it and I was mortified. And meanwhile Trash Can Man's having his adventure with the kid, which the kid is almost non existent in the cut version. In the third act, uh Larry finds his body and thinks of him as the wolf man. And you're wondering, like, why is this in here? And it's like, oh, it's the kid. He's he's a crazed dude who says that happy crappy. Hmm. He has this and, weird way of talking. And he forces the trash can man to sex. I remember that it's scene gone. vividly. Like in his butt. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is not for children. I want to mention King in his like forward to the 90s edition. He specifically says, Oh, that's what I wanted to add back in. Like, mm-hmm. shame well, people never got to make, meet him. It doesn't make sense how crazy Trash Can Man is. He's barely in the cut version. Mm-hmm. And then, so everyone ends up, take, they take Mother Ab- Abigail to the Boulder, Colorado. And Harold Lauder and Nadine Cross scheme to ta- just destroy the town council. Get used to the town council because the I remember that council. being like, oh, that's the worst of the book. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of not. Um, where they they talk about the politics and rebuilding, and it's forever, and forever. And forever until Harold saves us by bombing them and killing some people, which I won't say who. I think King even, I might be wrong, but I think King even said like, oh, he did that because he had way too many characters. And he was like, Uh oh, how do I get rid of some of them? Bomb. Blow them up. Mm -hmm. A good solution. Yeah. And then the final act of several of our characters have to go to be essentially sacrificed um and we have our final confrontation with flag and the literal hand of god shows up 
So I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, in any adaptation of The Stand, I've not been a fan of that. Um, I In some ways, I like the biblical symbolism of it. In other ways, it's very, no pun intended, hand-fisted. Um, Isn't it like a literal Deus Ex Machina? Yeah. That's why I don't like it. Hmm. I, I mean, I kind the... of like... What I like about it is the idea of, like, the trash can man coming back with, like, this, you know, explosive. With, with a fucking new... <laughs> that's that's fun. And then the bad guys basically wipe themselves out yes. on accident, where I'm like, okay, that's, that's nice. But yeah, the hand of God stuff, we have to get into the religious elements, because that's big in this book. Yes, it, like I said in the beginning, it's his most religious book aside from revival has a lot of religious undertones to it and desperation i would also and like. desperate I, I always forget desperation yeah that's about faith yeah but for me stuff like desperation specifically desperation doesn't really work with that because it's like it's annoying and desperation honestly desperation and kind of way too long is the issue yeah yeah, and it's kind of actually distracting in Desperation because you wanted to enjoy this like schlocky horror premise mm -hmm. of this demon in the desert taking over, you know, Ron Perlman essentially, the sheriff, and killing everybody. And then you have like a 10-year-old kid constantly talking about God and it's mostly annoying. With The Stand, like that's a premise you should do religious stuff because yeah, it really is end. like end of the world stuff. Yeah. It's the end. Mm -hmm. Um... And what I don't like about the uncut version is the end with Flack, because that's not in the cut version. Hmm. Um, and I get why he did it, because Flag in Flag's form shows up at the Dark Tower, specifically Wizarding Glass, where Roland and his team are walking through what's left of the Stand universe. Mm-hmm. If for for some reason it doesn't add anything, I mean it's the stand universe. We get to see a different world again, you know. Yeah, establishing that. How did the characters show up except for Flag? I mean, we get a reference with the TikTok man instead of the trash can man. Oh yeah. Yeah, Flag literally references the trash can man. He says something like he loved him until he betrayed him. Yeah. He did. He was one of his favorites. Because Trash Can Man said, my life for you all the time. And he thought he was going to Shangri-La when he went to Vegas, because he's crazy. That's great. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. There's a lot of things we're leaving out, and I wanted to do that. I'm doing that on purpose, so that you all can get something out of this. Because it's worth reading at least once. Yeah. I think. Um, as for the adaptations, neither miniseries is that good. Mm -hmm. But if you have to pick one, go with the original. Because it's more King's Vision. A little bit more. The other one's just nice because it has nice effects. And it, no one watched it. That's the thing. It, it was a Paramount Plus exclusive. 
yeah. at the beginning of Paramount Plus, and no one had it. So it was this high-budgeted thing, and I know they tried to get Matthew McConaughey to come back to be Flag, but he said no because the Dark Tower movie bombed. Who plays Flag instead? I barely know anything about the. I don't know thing. his name. Hmm. It was someone I wasn't familiar with. He was fine. Okay. The other guy in the original, he's iconic, and I never remember that actor's name. Was it something Sheridan? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, I but I know what you mean. Iconic, his look and everything. Yeah, he's one of the most. He's considered one of the most iconic Stephen King film slash TV adaptation villains, like ever. <laughs> right up there with uh, Kathy Bates and Misery. I mean, which we oh, which we should mention. I'm pretty sure that's in the stand. Kathy Bates is in there. Uh, she's filling in. There's like a scene in this, uh, like we said at the beginning, where we get all these mm. different scenarios, people dying because of Captain Trips. One of them is a radio personality who gets mm. gunned down by the military because he's yes. spreading the truth. And in the 90s adaptation, that's Kathy Bates who gets gunned down. That's funny. She was in a few King's things in the 90s. Yeah, she's in, obviously, Misery. She's in Dolores Claiborne mm -hmm. stand. Yeah, she was one of his favorites, the uh, actresses for his stuff. But yeah, uh, I know you're not a big fan of The Stand. Not really. Like like we said, the beginning is great. Mm -hmm. The middle is too long, especially all the stuff in Colorado and Boulder. Mm -hmm. That's just, oof, that's rough to get through. And then the final is Deus Ex Machina. So I always finish the book. It's like it's disappointing on my first read because I just didn't get the love for it. I like Flag as the main villain. Mm -hmm. I like a lot of the characters, but overall it doesn't really come together. See, for me, I get why people like it. And I'm one of those people, but with a caveat that there's there's with a book this long, you're going to end up with wonky things. And those are the town council meetings. They are necessary. Um, there are so many characters in this. Like it's practically we'd be here four hours trying to explain every character in the stand. Mm -hmm. It's he it seems like he took the issues with the characters in Salem's lot. There were just too many of them. And most of them didn't get characterization. And he rectified that with the stand. Yeah, I think we mentioned this before, how his books in this early era feel different. Because with Carrie, we pretty much have like one character and like a couple, you know, high school students. Salem's Lot, an entire town. Yes. Shining, just a family. And now in this, we get basically all of America. Yes. Um... Do we? I can't remember if we rate these or not. A rating? Uh, I don't think we do. I think we recommend or not, don't recommend. Okay, well, I recommend The Stand. Um, These are some of his most flushed out characters ever. There's a flushed, fleshed out characters. Um, There's a reason people, this is like everyone's favorite book he's ever written. It's not his favorite book. 
No, his favorite is uh, Lissy's story. I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> but um, would you recommend it? Yes, I would. Like I said, not a big fan of it, but reading it once, I would definitely recommend. Maybe you enjoy it more. Definitely the beginning and, you know, there is great stuff in here, but for me, it just doesn't come together into like a great overall book. Mm -hmm. So anyway, join us next time as we hop into the Bachman universe again with The Long Walk.